Hello, hello! Welcome to another episode of Foreign Takes. Who's here today? It's me, KG, in another week of us being a satisfied Manchester United fan. Uh, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing our friend YT, our, our host. Where is he? Yeah, there's a distinct lack of black here. <laughs> he is uh, the last time I saw him, he was hanging out in the Emirates parking lot with his papers, a little bit like Peter Odenwingi. Because he heard Jesus got injured again and is trying to, you know, propose his services to Arteta. I don't think it's going to work out for him, though. I heard he, he, they sent him back to Africa to apologize to the Ivory Coast fans because his call on the AFCON final was just abysmal. Ivory Coast beat the crap out of Nigeria and became champion. But either way, not good for YT, not good for the podcast without him. Yeah, yeah, we we'll definitely miss him and he's completely objective takes on Arsenal <laughs> that are not in any way Delulu, but uh, you know, the show must go on. So what do we talk about today? Uh, today we're covering uh, the Premier League results. Lots of games that happened that are deciding the fate of the Premier League. going to cover City, Liverpool, uh, and we're going to cover some of the Man United results. Dive into the Champions League results, see what Tommy T is up. Tommy T has been up against some, some masterful experiences. Premier League, we are actually getting a really good title race, it seems like. So to recap, see, they played their two games. As you remember, they had their game in hand. They uh, they drew with Chelsea, they won against Bradford. Arsenal and Liverpool both won. So now we have a top three separated by two points, which is probably the best title race we had in years. So how excited are you about that as a United fan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited about it as a United fan, but more like a, as a neutral. The United thing is they're, they're separated in their top four battles, so it's all good. But for the for the title race, it's amazing. I mean, it's good. I was happy that Chelsea was able to nick off some points from City. I didn't see yeah. I didn't see the chance of that happening, to be honest. But the game in itself, like it was the main game of the weekend. Holland missed some sitters, and that game just exposed the the boringness of Pep, which we discussed before. It was just, Chelsea played amazingly. They set back, they played on the counter-attack. They had better chances than City, if we're honest. Except for that header that Haaland had. City didn't create much. And the yep. goal, obviously, that Rodri scored. Yeah, if I'm Chelsea, I think, like, they, they were scared. They they shouldn't have put a center back on at 17th minute. They could have nicked the second goal and won that game. They gave City a point, but it's good for Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool didn't uh, didn't flinch. They won they won their game against uh, yeah. was it Brentford away? I think it was yeah Brentford. By the way, let's let's stay on the Chelsea game for a bit because that is as you said the main game of the weekend. Here's the thing with Pep, right? One, the system a little boring. We say it, but like it always produced results. However. I, there's this weakness now I see that it relies on Haaland just being a complete robot. Yeah. Which worked really well last year when he was just anything he touched was going in. But this year he has been still a very amazing striker, okay? <laughs> Let's be real. But he has been immortal. So he's missed some good chances, hasn't been, you know, unplayable. Even the game uh, today they played against Bradford, his goal kind of came a little fortuitously to him. A defender slipped, so he was able to break away. So now you're having a huge problem where, oh, it's not that you have to score and create and be creative in other areas and you're not. And if if you're a pep and you have all this talent and you're not creating other areas 
I think like you need to rethink. He refuses to make substitutions. Exactly, exactly. That's my point. It's not only about substitutions. The game that the way they play football is very boring. It's very boring. It's mm-hmm. not boring. It's meticulous. That's what it is. I wouldn't say it's boring because they just pass the ball around. There's no creativity. And what Brentford today and Chelsea did is, if you look at the game, they're sitting ten men behind, not even the ball, ten men in front of the goalkeeper's box. Yeah, it's ten people. Like, and it's all crowded in the middle where they usually possess the ball. So what did they do? They just tried to stretch the ball out on the white field, and they can't do anything. There's no cre- There's no spark. There's no. They don't have a Salah on the wing. They don't yeah. have a. A Ronaldinho back in the day who could do a run and pass one or two players, give a pass and create space. They don't have that. They just pass the ball back and Ruben Diaz and Stones just play so deep. That's why uh, Brentford ran away on counterattacks because Brentford had chances today to score. Yeah, yeah, that's they why did. Because they, the center backs are so sitting so deep in front of the of their their line. It is just I don't understand why would you continue doing the same thing over and over. It's like a saw that's cutting on a wooden a wooden pallet, and they're just continuing to do it and do it until they score. And sometimes sometimes they don't, and it's just. Not interesting to see. Well, in here's my the opinion. thing, right? Pep's not not gonna have a Ronaldinho because he doesn't want a Ronaldinho. If he yeah. has very good technical players, but he teaches them to just follow his, you know, schemes yeah. and outlines. He doesn't. It, well, it's not like not that he doesn't allow, but he doesn't encourage this yeah. creativity thing. So because of that, because he's the main character yeah. in that team. <laughs> so he's not gonna have it, have that. And now you know, in games like this, sometimes you need. I think only De Bruyne is a kind of the someone who can have that freedom, just because he's so good at it. But but also well, for this game, like the, the 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 player that started, he started the young kid Bob. Yeah. He was the one if, who had that chance that they almost scored in the game against Brentford. Yeah, the one that was cleared from the empty net, but. It was created by his ability to be creative. He passed a couple of players, then he took a shot. And then he takes him off and puts Doku on, who does the simple thing yeah. that, that Pep requires, which is Doku is very one-dimensional. He just puts the ball forward and runs, and it doesn't do anything, and passes the ball back in the midfield. It's just, I don't get the appeal of City. Everyone goes, oh, they're playing amazing football. Oh, it's a system football. But at the end of the day, when you play against this low block, your one one thing that you can't do is cross that ball in and as you said to that to the Holland being a robot to head it in or to put it in ta- to tap it in from across but that's something that was the Eng- English football in the 90s it was crossing mm-hmm. into Peter Crouch to score that's what yeah. it was before it's nothing new he didn't create any small tiki-taka passes it's just like oh yeah let's have a tall striker who's gonna put the ball down and shoot it in. I don't know what do you think do you think they have a chance at the title now do you think yeah, they're still I, mean, in it? I think they're still here's the thing I think they're still the favorites, but it's become a lot more interesting now. I think yeah. they've shown that they maybe are not as perfect as we thought, yeah. and there's gonna be interesting. Here's why I think they're the favorites still, not not Liverpool, who had a really good game, the one four one against Bradford, yeah. amazing goal by my boy Darwizy. <laughs> Darwizy twenty four. Darwizy for president. Uh, but here's the thing: Jota now injured for more than a month. Yeah. Curtis Jones injured more than a month. Allison injured until. The next international break is over, so like middle March or something. Yeah, hamstring. Hamstring. Yeah, Salah is back, sure, but Soboslai is injured again. So Trent uh, is also injured. Don't forget. Trent, Trent is also is... injured, but honestly, like uh, <laughs> the way his replacement played and the way he played against Arsenal, I'm not super uh. concerned. But yeah, I mean, he's a 
huge weapon as well. So quietly, what has a lot of people have not talked about, this has been a very bad year injury-wise for Liverpool again, because they mm. had a bunch of people injured at the start. Jota was injured for a while, so almost like got injured again. They came back, they got injured again. Thiago, of course, they just like pulled the, you know... <laughs> Tiago's taking a leave of absence. Tiago pulled the Jesus. He came back for three days, after you three know, days, and then like just disappeared. <laughs> you know who's similar in that vein at United? It's Malasia. Malasia, like United fans are joking that yeah. he's been dead. Or he's been pregnant because he's been gone since the end of last season and he hasn't come back. Same as Thiago, man. People are yeah, doing so. something, getting paid for nothing. And I don't know, the fact that Salah is back and he scored and he's getting back in form is great. But we need all these players and I really hope Klopp doesn't go all in on Europa League because I don't think we'll have enough players ready. And now Darwin is also kind of injured. Not injured, but he got taken off a as knock. a precaution. Mm. So uh, hopefully he's just back this next um, game because he has been also in a good form. Yeah. So we definitely need him. But definitely I think it's... I wouldn't put Liverpool and Arsenal far behind City on like likelihood to win. Arsenal, great game, won yeah. handily. Of course, it's against Burnley, but they've been amazing. And what I note, that ever since I called Saka Black Mudrick, <laughs> he has been on absolute fire. Yeah. Uh, do you take your words back? Do you think they do you think they have now enough uh, firepower? So in the past two games, Arsenal beat West Ham 6-0 away, and then they beat Burnley 5-0 away. Zero goals considered, 11 goals score. Uh, it's your words of them not having a firepower? No. Do you think it's... No, I mean, there's, there's are two teams that are not doing well right now. West Ham, I think, completely gave up on um, Moise. Yeah, the players Moise. just don't want to play for him. And Burnley has been notoriously not a great team this season. Those teams can be easily beaten handily. Where you need that firepower... Everyone. And where you need that, you know, great striker is when you have tough games. Brentford today, you know, Haaland made yeah. that goal out of nowhere. Yes, the defender slipped, but that was a great number nine play still. He didn't lose his head when he was one-on-one with the goalkeeper. No. Or when you play Liverpool, United, Thornham, Chelsea, that's where you need that, you know, great number nine. So I still yeah. think had they spent that money on someone other than Ty Howard's, a proper number nine, even if they had to add the money, they would be better off than they are now. They're still a great team, obviously, but yeah. I think they still lack number nine. Their tough game is going to be against Porto tomorrow in mm-hmm. the Champions League, and I don't think they're going to... I don't think they're going to run riot. I think they're going to finally concede a goal, and I think it's going to be a draw, and that's where they're going to stumble. Uh, I still favor I still favor City and, and Liverpool uh, to go at it longer just because of the experience that Liverpool have. But Arsenal, I don't know. They think that the, lack, the lack of a striker still worries me a bit. We'll see what they can do. Uh, but great results for Liverpool, great results for Arsenal. It was pretty much, there's nothing to say about those results. It was a win on class and very much so. It was good to see Salah scoring. It's good to see <laughs> company crying and Craig Bellamy <laughs> being on the touchline. So uh, all great in terms of that. Um, the question that I had in terms of the next conversation is relating to Liverpool and it's kind of drifting away from this, the Premier League. The first title for Klopp in his last season is, is on the horizon. They're playing against Chelsea on Sunday. And I know that obviously you're going to say that Liverpool's going to win. And I believe that Liverpool, my head says that Liverpool's going to win. But do Chelsea have a chance? Do Chelsea have a shot based on their display that they've been having? Past three games, they were content. They were not bad. Against City, they played tight. They played to the point. They almost got away with a win. Do you see them performing against you in the final? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Of course, they played better. And it's a final. So usually the nerves are there. 
it's a lot uh, closer than uh, a regular league game. I, I still think Liverpool are clear favourites. It wasn't that far ago when we, you know, beat them 4-1 mm-hmm. and there was no issue from our side. But mm-hmm. as Chelsea can show, you know, they can show up and play like they played against City and really foil yeah. us and it can go into penalties and we lose. Or they can get a goal and then they go on a defensive. The real problem, the real, you know, hard part to tell there is which Chelsea will show up because they, they've been fine the last couple of games, but before then they've been shit, and before then they've been fine. We, we we had this already this season where we were like, oh yeah, Chelsea look a lot better. They seem to be turning things mm-hmm. around, and then they proceed to have like atrocious few games. So definitely have a chance, but I, I still think Liverpool are clear favorites, and they're bigger favorites than they. Were where two years ago when we played two finals against Chelsea. Yeah, I think so too. I think the Liverpool are clear favorites. Just thinking from the perspective of Pochettino, it's, I think this game is a make it or break it for him. It's similar to what Ten Hag had last season, but Ten Hag was going coming in third or fourth, so it wasn't that yeah. much of a deal breaker, but winning a title. For Chelsea, this is more so than it is for, for United last season. It's more like Newcastle that played in the final last season. Winning this EFL Cup will give them first European football, some sort of European football, because they're not getting, probably not getting any European football by the looks of it. They're 10th, they're too far behind from Newcastle, Brighton, Aston Villa. And he can savor his job. He can rally his troops around this, like, if you want to play with me. He already started doing this because in the last couple of games, they're solid at the back, maintaining the form. Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez play quite well together. Of course, they're not $100 million type of midfielders, but they play better than they did at the beginning of the season. So I see how they can march on and prevent Liverpool from winning the title, but I don't think, I don't think they'll end up being there. But it's just from Pochettino's perspective, I think it's make it or break it. If he doesn't win, I think it's a he may be sacked at the end of the season. Oh, but do you think if he wins, that's enough for him to not get sacked? Because he underperformed greatly compared to what the expectation was for him by the Chelsea board and owner. We all saw that their you know, transfer strategy was bonkers. And mm-hmm. we, we all said on this spot that they're going to have just as bad a season as last year yeah. because they didn't address any of their actual problems. But uh, I'm sure, like, the board had a completely different view after spending that much money. So <laughs> is that going to be enough to keep him in? But that's the question. Who would go? Who in their sane mind would go to this Chelsea? Even if they finish 10th, even if they... But if he wins a cup, there's a conversation of it. Like, okay, I finished 10th, but it's a work in progress. I can achieve something. The year here is the, the thing. It's a cup I know. Like, it's a Mickey Mouse cup by consideration of fans who don't win it. And it's not as serious as the FA Cup, but it's still a cup. Last year, it was Man United. Before that, it was City. Before that, it was Liverpool. The top teams win it. This, this, there is something to work with here. I can work with these. I can work with these kids. I can make mm. them successful, essentially. That's the argument that he can make. How do I reach these <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he's yeah. going to be doing he's going to be doing the Kaipman voice yeah. but I don't know I don't know I think the board just in general at Chelsea they just fire a proper director of football and figure out if he can do the job but I think Pochettino is building on something and they need to give him at least one more season even if they don't win but I think the board will have different perspective it's not going to be as shiny if they don't win Yeah, switching up just to end the Premier League results. Uh, I want to talk about United. United won Luton away. Uh, fifth on the bounce for United. Uh, Hoyun scored. That's probably the biggest um, biggest takeaway from, from the game. Nothing much on the, any other side of things. Just that United can't finish. Uh, I don't know if you caught those moments. Two, they were 2-0 up. It's 10 minutes in. 
concede on the 17th minute. So within 17 minutes, all the goal came. Then United create moment after another moment after another moment. Ganacho has a chance. Fernandez has a chance. Just can't convert it. And the problem with these United players is that as soon as they get a 2-0 lead, they just they just forget how to play. They don't play for the team. They play for, okay, we're 2-0 up. We're just going to take shots. And glaring, glaring change and the glaring like, outstanding personality out of all of this is Hoyun because he's been taking his chances. He's been bearing it. He's been lethal. He's, he's finally come good. And I think for for the money yeah. we spend, you can see that there's potential there. It's not a it's not a wasteful wasteful talent. He's not yeah, going to be Hoyland, a Martial. Hoyland is in one of those streaks where everything you touch just turns to gold. Yeah. His two goals. You know, just the second goal, especially when yeah. you just chested it in. That's something that like doesn't happen when you're struggling for a goal and you keep missing. So I feel for United, yes, there's still a chance to salvage a top four spot, and you definitely need. But the other big goal or the something to happen for this season, I think, is this Hoyun to keep this momentum up because if he ends the season well, if he ends the season with positivity. And then whatever happens in the summer, whoever comes in, you'll have already a player that settled in that knows who can perform in the Premier League and has that, or you know, the has the jitters gone and nerves yeah. held, and then you a budding superstar, so to say. So that will be incredibly important, especially since you know you probably need to rework either your right, the right right wing now, and yeah. put Garnacho on the only. left. Yeah, not only they probably have to sell Rashford or, or someone yeah. else and buy loads. There already news that they're restricted by FFP and they can't. The, the summer is not going to be as shiny as they thought. It's just a question of whether it'll be. It's like you need a second striker. You need, uh, you need someone who's going to be substituting Hoyland if he gets on a cold streak again or gets injured. But who would that be? Are you going going for an Ivan Tony type of a striker who's thirty, but you can get a two or three years out of him? Or you're going for a younger version than Hoyun, who you, who you can mold together and play with two two people up front. But um, I don't know what you're yeah, going to think. It's going to be a problem for the summer for now. Good for Hoyun. He's going to propel, I think, United to go for the top four. I think they definitely have a chance just because of the other results who we could quickly touch base upon in the Premier League. Newcastle mm-hmm. drew, Tottenham drew. Um, Newcastle, quiet, having a quiet season. They had a very breakthrough season last season. And nobody's questioning them because they can't. They they're not spending apparently a lot of money, but they've been involved in a lot of scandals. Tonali has been banned, obviously. Spent seventy million on it. Like they didn't not spend money. Do you think finishing not close to the top four, finishing six? Because there is a big gap between United, who sits fifth or sixth even, and Newcastle seventh. There is a bigger. There's like five six points there and then from the top four it's another it's another five points so they're like i believe they're 10 points off the top four they're not in all likelihood are not getting the top four do you think it's a failed season for eddie how do you think it's an okay season for eddie how we don't judge them so here's the thing i think with the new rules it's harder for now teams to do what city did where you just front load a lot of your spending and you yeah. accelerate that, you know, success. Uh, I still think it's a bad season for them because they didn't make it out of group. They're not doing great. Don't see incremental improvement. So is it because, you know, this was a season where, hey, we're just going to do the Champions League and then see where we t- where the rest happens? Or is it more of, a, hey, we need to, you know, do a little better, like repeat the Champions League and then hopefully, like, repeat the top four performance and make it out of the group? And that would be, you know, a good season. Because I feel like that's fair to do, kind of improve on what you had last year. But they've gone back 
in overall in terms of like yeah. the quality of their performance and what they achieved. So I don't, and the, here's the thing though, Eddie Howe has been found out a lot <laughs> by other top mm. managers. Like yeah. you could see how they just kind of outcoached him on the field. Mm. And uh, that would be essentially, but again, there, here's the thing, like who's available at the end of the year. So yeah, he's, I mean, he's not on a hot seat per se yet, but I would, I would look into alternatives on him. I think if I was Newcastle's board, I would look into alternatives because Eddie Howe is a great manager. He's a great manager, but he's a great manager for you to finish mid-table with... With mm-hmm. the money he has. He was an amazing manager for Bournemouth. He kept them afloat with the with the transfer budget. Yeah. With this new transfer budget, and United also poached, poached the director of football, uh, Dan Ashworth. They were looking for him to come in. Uh, he's on gardening leave, which means that he can't go anywhere unless we pay pay off a sum to Newcastle, which was they call 20 million. They got him from Brighton for 5 million. Now they want 20. Um, I don't know how that's going to end up when United are going to get him, but the point is they need a new director of football and that may be a good change if, if they want to have a much more serious project than just being with Eddie Howe 8th. And let's be, let's be real, I think they reached the ceiling last season. I think what Eddie Howe can do is repeat that ceiling. He's not going to compete for the championship, for the Premier League title with with the squad or even if it's an upgrade squad and how would not be able to do that so if i think it's a perfect moment if you're getting in a new director of football this is just the right moment in time to get rid of Eddie Howe and you know who's available Jose Mourinho who would be an amazing signing yeah. just an amazing addition to the Premier League I think one less dance in the Premier League with uh, new signings that he can make Jose Mourinho would be perfect with the new director of football as an idol yeah Jose Mourinho could really work well for Newcastle and definitely will add some spiciness in there. Yeah, a spicy league. I don't know. He but, probably yeah. he probably is thinking about it too. He doesn't know where he wants to. He, he tried to go back to United. He threw in a, oh, I have unfinished business at United, but hmm. nobody took that, that bait would, yet. That would not be a smart move. I think that's a step back. Of course it is. Of course and, it is. Uh, is a, a bit outdated. But for Newcastle, I think it would be perfect for them to win a title. They haven't won a domestic trophy in God knows when. I think with Mourinho, you're, if you finish in a Europa League spot, he's going to win your Europa League next season. Yeah. You'll bring him in. Uh, talking about step back, let's switch gears a little bit towards uh, first, I guess, Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, we forgot uh, about Tottenham. They've taken a little bit step back from, you know, uh, the start of the season, electric start. To be fair, Wolves played great. Yeah. They had the quality, and as we said, was, I don't know, at the start of the season, everyone was putting them as a relegation contenders, and we disagreed here because they've been good they have good recruitment and their players are coming good so uh but Tottenham just you know have taken a step back into being one of these inconsistent teams where they one week they play really well score some good goals overall have a lot of energy and then next they're just frustrating but what do you think overall they're they're kind of where they should be uh they they definitely overperform at the beginning of the season and now it's going to be this tricky time where they have to maintain form since United has come into play. Aston Villa is not falling off farther than people would think. So Villa was third. They were title contenders for a moment. Now they're not. Um, so if we're looking at the table, it's United, Tottenham and Villa. And they are farther, quite far ahead from Brighton, Newcastle and West Ham. So that's visually separating and by points they're separate. Out of those three, I think Tottenham finishes six. I don't think Tottenham finishes 
fifth mm-hmm. above United, and I don't think they finish above Aston Villa. Who finishes fourth? It's honestly, I, I'm biased always to say that United can go on a run after five games, but in reality, either Aston Villa, Aston Villa is a like much more likely candidate to finish in top four. I don't see Tottenham finishing above above fifth, so fifth or sixth is going to be good for them. If they yeah. get that. European football, it's a win for them from last season. And they will get it if they finish sixth. They're going to get either Europa League or Conference League, depending on how teams play in Europe. But So the, it, it was going to be an over, not overreaching, but a progress, visual progress. Whether they can take it forward the next step next year, we'll see with the recruitment. With Daniel Levy, what is he going to do? Is he not going to let go of Son if a good bit comes in? Uh, or they're going to build a team around Son? I don't know. But so far, I, I think that now this stage where they're going to drop off. Slowly but surely, they're going to drop off. I would be surprised if they finish fourth. Yeah, I mean, if they finish fourth, that would be a perfect season for them. But still, still, they exceeded everyone's expectations. So, yeah. can't be too mad. Can't be too mad. Not too mad uh, at the Spurs. Not too yeah, mad at the Spurs. But who can be very mad are Bayern Munich fans, who had a perfectly good coach on uh, his way to potentially having a treble, had that pulled right under their feet. And now they have Tommy T, who looks like he's going to lose the Bundesliga to <laughs> amazing Bayern Leverkusen, and who's 1-0 down after the first leg to Lazio in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And he's already out of the DFB Pokal. So. Yeah, because he lost a third yeah. league or fourth <laughs> so league It is not looking good for him. And uh, what what's there for Bayern? Do you think their their season's kind of on teetering on a brink of failure? So their season is definitely failing. So as soon as I think as, as soon as Lazio knocks them out finally, if they do so, uh, Tommy T's gone because he yeah. vocally spoke two times already that he wants to coach in Barca, which is a completely separate subject. I don't think Barca and and German football or German manager marry together well or at all even so Tommy T has been vocally advocating to go to Barcelona he lost to Lazio 1-0 granted he got a red card but on top of that it's just to add it's the lowest point of their season and to turn it around you need to have a manager who the players believe in and it's the lowest point because Upamecano got a red card in two games same player got a red card against Lazio and again and then against Bochum what are the odds of that? We play him in a second game because, like, okay, you're not going to play in the Champions League and he still gets it right. And um, in terms of what's next for them, I think it's there's two problems. The problem is the director of football because he clearly made a stupid decision mm-hmm. by bringing Tom, Tommy Tuchel in, in the middle of the season and let him up to dry. And then the second is the manager who doesn't want to be there. And on top of that, apparently after the loss to Bayern Leverkusen, he came into the dressing room and said, you're not up to my standards. You're just a bunch of losers. And hence, with that, this team is not going to win lots. They're, yeah. not, they're, they're, not, they're, they're not playing for the manager. The only player who plays for the manager is Harry Kane because it's he's, not the manager, it's just the title. <laughs> he's like, well, and he's I need a to professional. win. Yeah, I mean, but he, he came he, for the titles. Yeah. Wow. So... Remember when we called him a hack and people were yeah. like, no, Tommy T is the greatest. He won Champions League. <laughs> no, he's a hack. He <laughs> had conflicts with his players every club he went to. Okay? Yeah. He has this... Okay, Pep has ego, but at least he can back it up. Yeah. But this guy has an ego of someone who won like 10 Champions League and has been, you know, just unstoppable. And I don't know where he gets that from. 
okay? Uh, which is annoying. But if you're Harry Kane, man, my heart goes out for you because you, you went to probably the most locked down, for sure you'll get a title club and you're probably not going to get a title. <laughs> so, <laughs> second behind, second behind PSG. But yeah. uh, I mean, who are we to judge? No, I mean, but, yeah. no, in the PSG, <laughs> at least every other year, there's some, you know, uh, Monaco or Lille or Lille, Rene yeah. winning it. Yeah, but like here, they've been winning it like eight years straight. And this guy uh, comes in and they can't even win the cup. It's so sad. He's going to have another title that is zero titles. And if he decides to move anyway, it's just going to be fun. But yeah, now, Tommy, I agree with you. And I don't understand. It's I think it's, it's just that allure, you know, of those managers that managed Borussia Dortmund after Klopp. Like Tommy Tuchel, Tommy was the second guy after Klopp, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, he was. So it was just like this PR that Borussia created. Like if Borussia plays well, their manager is going to get an upgrade and go somewhere for sure. And he got kind of a bit lucky by playing with Chelsea. And again, he, he got lucky by winning that Champions League. Chelsea... Luckily, went through to the final. They weren't a good team. It wasn't a good season. They were finishing third, I believe, or fourth. It was like just an off season for them. And then Pep decided to overcook in the final. Remember, he didn't play Rodri, yeah. one of the best midfielders ever against them. So he got clearly lucky. And he just has that PR of this like Borussia Dortmund machine, which continued him on. But after this, the next movie makes is a big deal. So if if he goes to Barcelona and fails again, he's done. He's gonna be. Mauricio Sarri. Mauricio Sarri mm-hmm. went to, to Chelsea, didn't do anything, and where is he now? He's in Lazio. I mean, he's in Lazio. It was two, two, failed, <laughs> two yeah. failed Chelsea managers against each other. But yeah, interesting to see. I don't know what's going to happen with Bayern, but the question for you is now, there have been reports in Germany that since they're looking for Tommy T to be out the door, and it's pretty much imminent, whether it's tomorrow or at the end of the season, they want to go for... Habi Yep. What does your take? Do you think Habi Alonso goes to Bayern? No. Do you think he... I don't, I don't see why Habi Alonso will go to Bayern because he can have a great job in, champ- uh, in Premier League. And that's way, that way he doesn't have to, you know, the, oh, I'm at Leverkusen, now I'm going to go to a direct rival and just be one of those guys. You know, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a good call to be like oh, I won the. By, it's, by the way, Bayern win Leverkusen. It's gonna be their first yeah. title ever. So yeah. I don't think it's gonna be like a big spit in the face of the fans that you brought the first title ever to and just go. Well, to direct no, but team. like you can just leave the country and not play for you know. No, I mean yeah, not for Bayern. Like you can go to the, your direct yeah, rivals yeah, yeah, after yeah. winning the first title. I mean, and also if I was happy, I wouldn't go to a club that has Salah Hamidzic as the director of football who yeah. ruined the club. It was a well-run oil machine and now it's... it's yeah, it's, it's not like it's a... It, it's not going to be a less of a stressful job than if you went to Liverpool after club and has to follow up. There's It's going to be just as much pressure and expectations yeah. on you. I don't know. I, I want him at Liverpool. I'm hoping they're already working behind the scenes. I'm hoping they're close to making something and uh, it just not going to get announced for a while because after him some of the names I've heard have been kind of disappointing so but what are the, the other names except for Javi well, Deserbi I heard uh, Postacoglu Postacoglu um, I heard too yeah, yeah I, I don't want Deserbi okay? I, don't, I don't think he's that good I think just the Brighton system is just very well set up. Yeah, and, I, think, uh, I think so too. There was someone else I heard. I, I can't remember it now. So. Well, one of them was Thomas Frank, but I think it was just... Yeah, you know, Thomas the Frank theory. also 
no, come on, that's like, it's like, it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> don't say anything about Roy Hodgson. Man's yeah. been in a hospital. <laughs> don't let <laughs> let him survive. He, he just a shout. We're moving him a little bit fast yeah. here, but just as a shout out. Thank God Roy Hodgson is safe. But the jokes that we've been making on here on this podcast, yeah, Roy Hodgson's gonna die at the Crystal Palace. His manager will see. Almost came true. Yeah, He's he like, was. He was like, say less. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> he survived, and then yeah. he was like, "Okay, I'm not, I'm not playing anymore. You go, you guys go ahead. I'm tired of of playing at Crystal Palace." But yeah, it's gonna be an interesting uh, roundabout of managers in the summer because Bayern need to get someone, and I honestly think that they're not gonna go through to Lazio. If they do, I'm gonna be surprised. If they don't, if they do go through to Lazio, they're gonna lose the next round. That's, that's just it, there's no title hopes yeah. for Harry Kane. Um, no, they're definitely not winning the Champions League. Yeah, I, I don't I think, think they're good enough, and they have too many questions. They, it has to be one of those freak runs. Yeah, they might still go through Lazio, it's just because Lazio has been a little inconsistent, and um, also it's they're not as experienced in this position in, in, yeah. in like in Champions League. So I can see them just kind of losing their head in the second uh, second leg. Mm. But yeah, Bayern do, do not look good. Shifting gears a little bit, we're just gonna have some some uh, fun topics that we have. Uh, we covered all of the all the main results uh, of the game week and more so. But finally, the news broke: Mbappe he rejected PSG. So there's no boatload yeah. money offers. We discussed this before. He's off into the sunset, probably sunset of Madrid. Although nothing yeah. concrete. Uh, what's your take? Do you think it, it looks from my perspective? It looks ninety percent. It's Real Madrid unless someone comes in with a better offer. Oh, 99% Real Madrid. Man, man, did you see Ibrahima Konate said, come on, man, he's obviously going to Madrid. <laughs> someone was like, is he coming to Liverpool? Like, no, yeah. come on, get rid of yeah. He's yeah, obviously going to go to Madrid. It's just like, it's been annoying saga for like, ever since, you know, he first became a sensation at Monaco and they showed it, uh, showed the picture of him as a kid. With this like Ronaldo's Real yeah. jersey on the wall, it, it has been oh he's destined for Madrid, destined for Madrid. Well, here you go, like you're probably gonna get him, and let's see where he picks it. Should have yeah. probably done this when he was 19 instead of going to PSG. But uh, well, we're here now. Let's see if his career is gonna take off. But here's the question: Has his career at PSG been a failure? Oh, of course, not to if you not if you look at the stats, but he has not brought them a Champions League. So we, I have another, I have a follow up question on yeah. uh, after we discuss this question. But I think for me, his career at PSG has been a failure because nobody counts league on. Even Cristiano Ronaldo, the mighty Cristiano Ronaldo, said that league on is not even top five in the world. But yeah. uh, I mean, I'm I'm just joking. But in all seriousness, league on is a good league that. Cr- curates talent like amazing talent goes out of out of there the Calamingas mm-hmm. the Hazards they all go somewhere else and then they nurture up and go forward but not as a the, the most competitive league Could yeah go... no, the, as a PSG the, the advantage you have yeah. over everyone else is just like unreal unreal so winning the, the Ligue 1 winning two three titles if you want it in France yeah okay like it's not as competitive it's akin to like you know when Juventus was winning doped up eight Serie A titles straight yeah. like it's similar to that 
Um, but yeah, I think it was a failure. Not winning the Champions League is a failure. Yeah, for it sure. And, and we, we can say that, hey, for the first couple of years, it was Neymar's team. It was not his team. But still, uh, I think more ha- should have been done. So now let's see if he wants those, you know, five Champions Leagues at Madrid. Uh, you know, and there's a conversion rate goes that only equals to one Champions League in Arsenal. So he, <laughs> he, needs, to, he needs to win six or he failed. <laughs> And he should have went to Arsenal instead. Yeah, according to YD, who's somewhere in Africa, yeah. trapped either Ivory Coast fans or somewhere in London where he's begging for his contract. But yeah, yeah. No, but, but in terms of that, they were in the final with him. He reached to the final with PSG, just didn't win anything. The argument that the counter argument that fans can make is that, well, it was Neymar's team, then it was Messi's team, but still, he was the, he was the main guy. It was obvious he was the main guy because he was a local local mm-hmm. lad. He was the main guy and he didn't win. So, uh, in my perspective, it's a failure. But here's the follow-up question I have for you. Uh, do you think, stats-wise, his career is not progressing as fast as Ronaldo's or Messi's? Do you think, by going to Real Madrid, he's going to overpass him? Like, he's going to surpass him? Um, well, he is, what, 25 now? Yeah. So, he's, Ronaldo was, like, 24 when he left for Real. Yep. So, um, I think... He's in a good position to surpass Ronaldo if he's going to have that same, you know, insane 50, 60 goals a a year season. Because remember, like, Ronaldo, up until his last two seasons, United wasn't, like, a great goal scorer. He didn't score 20, 30 goals a game, a a season. He was just, like, a great player. I don't think he'll overpass Messi because Messi just started so young and he was so unplayable for a while. He was insane. I, I just... Okay, here's the thing. I don't think he'll pass either of them because I don't think he has the longevity of um, Ronaldo and the pure, just godly talent of Messi. Like, he's let me see, he's incredibly talented, but Messi has the GOAT-level talent. And Ronaldo was just so good at taking care of his body and so good at just keeping motivation going. I don't think Bappe has that. That during some seasons where he would kind of like eh, disconnect a little bit and I've never seen Ronaldo do that. Whatever yeah. pointless shit game Ronaldo was playing, he just wanted goals. Yeah, that. that's true. I don't know. I think France has a chance of winning another World Cup and if he wins two World Cups, maybe even yeah. three because he can play two more and... I mean, the third World Cup is too far where you don't know what stars are going to be there. But the next World Cup, France are contenders in yeah. Euro. But we'll see. I, I don't know. I agree with you. He may not have that motivation just because he's been only driven by money. And to, to wrap up, uh, I don't know which take we should do, but let's do the take of top three of your underrated Premier League players. You this think, season? Or even, or, no, let's take all time. Top three pre- players of that you think are underrated or should be mentioned more, not only in the Premier League, but... Mm. Worldwide. Oh, that's that's too much. Let's let's stick with Premier League because then okay. we will be thinking about it forever. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before. Yossi Benayoun at oh. Liverpool was incredibly over uh, underrated and underutilized by Benitez. Mm. And I think that was a big mistake on Benitez's part not to use him more because he came in with some clutch goals out of nowhere yeah. and was incredibly uh, helpful player there. Who else do you have? Do you have anyone else? So, um, let's see. Who else do I have? I think... 
I can name Man. one. It's a very yeah, similar it was... to, in terms of Yosef Ben Ayun yeah. with Park Jisung. I think it was very similar. It was three long park. He's very underrated. He's even underrated in United's folklore. He's just more of a, what's it called? Not a legend, but the, the yeah. other name that they have it. I forgot to, I forgot the term of it. But he was an amazing player. He local, was, local hero. Local hero, but... Yeah. He's much more than a local hero. He was an amazing yeah. player. He was the top South Korean star before Son came in. He put South Korea on the map, finished fourth with them. I believe he was. that's when he was rising yeah. in the World Cup. Such an underrated player. Ferguson even admitted that one of his mistakes yeah. was not having him in the bench in the Champions League final. So that's one of mine. It's similar sure. to Jesse Benayoun. He's clutch. Another I keep remembering, and maybe he's underrated because just the peak where he played really well was just very short but for a while no one mentions now Maluda was amazing for Chelsea yeah yeah Maluda, Chelsea played a lot go under the radar yeah so Maluda was amazing he was on the wing right yeah so on the wing I just feel like when they mention you know this um, this year of uh, that that generation of Chelsea players and everyone remembers Lampard Jogba Terry and like no one remembers Maluda but he was yeah. so good in that season like 2009-2010 when they won the um, Premier League again like, he was unplayable unstoppable so uh, I would say him I would also name Essien I think a lot of people don't meant to sleep on Essien not even mentioned as a central defensive midfielder like a top central defensive midfielder yep. but he was so good for Chelsea and he was they had Makelele before before him uh-huh. they had in Chelsea he was retiring there and Essie came in and he was just a solid, solid hole. He filled that hole. He was the number one guy under Jose Mourinho. Won them multiple times and multiple like, reasons why Chelsea didn't lose games at home or conceded a lot of games. So that's another one that I have in terms of under. I think also Berbatov is very underrated. Nobody, yeah. like, he's a great striker, but he didn't get all the love that he could have. I think Berbatov was underrated. Uh when he was actually playing, but now a lot of people are talking about him. It's like, you know, once you're a dead artist, everyone suddenly, you know, <laughs> want, likes you. Uh, uh, my third would be probably Tim Cahill. Tim, Tim Cahill was good really good for Everton. For a player that was not very tall, amazing header of the ball. So Yeah, good, good. Good number of players here. Yeah. Well, just to wrap it up tomorrow, Napoli-Barcelona. What are you saying? Napoli changed their coach. It's gonna be interesting because they're both kind of like having not great seasons. Yeah. Um, I think Barca takes it, but Napoli will score a goal. Uh, and for for Arsenal and Porto, I'm just wishing Whitey gets his debut. Maybe he's gonna yeah. hit it in with his big head. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think Arsenal will win that handily. I, I I'll have a different take from you. I think they're yeah. now in a good position, um, so they can probably have like at least two goal advantage after that. Uh, Liverpool Luton, no question. Uh, Liverpool blowing them away. I think so because they already lost points to Luton this year. Yeah, I hope it's not gonna be one of those when you like lose like lose points in both games against the newly promoted team. So yeah, doesn't seem to be they'll win it because they're not playing in the in the in the weekend and they're they're gonna put the pressure on City. But yeah, I think we're done for today and we're gonna be back next week with more takes and more people. Full and compliment. Yeah, we're, we're sending <laughs> a delegation right now to Ivory Coast to, you know, uh, negotiate the release. I hope, hopefully, gonna, they'll they'll take it. Uh, we'll need we'll need some we'll need some love from the fans to let him go. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not gonna let him go. Yeah. But uh, we'll catch you guys later next week when we're going to be covering the results from the Premier League, the EFL Cup final, and many more other results that are going to be happening throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Stay off the drugs. <laughs>